Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. This week, I have two special guests with me. I've invited Merle Brandt and Chad Herman, uh, who are both participating in our visioning team this fall and winter, to talk a little bit about the new vision and mission that we um, are launching in January with our new sermon series. And so, gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, um, Maybe I'm going to start talking a little bit first about what what are we talking about and what is this group that these guys were a part of. So every year I go to leadership team at our leadership institute in Kansas City, and uh, one of the things that came out of leadership institute this year was a real conviction on vision of moving forward for our church. Uh, we've gone through in the short time that I've been here, which has already been three and a half years, yeah. believe it or not, um, we have gone through a significant amount of change in the world, in the church. Um, And I think we needed some clarity around who are we now and where are we headed? Um, And so I invited, I I talked with the leadership team about this idea. They said, uh, you should go for it. Uh, And so I created a visioning team of people uh, that kind of uh, span the life of the church. So we had some youth students on it. We had um, just kind of people that represented some different demographics of the church. And these two were a part of it, um, kind of really holding down the men of the group. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> um, a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, and our main purpose and goal was to look at um what kind of church would we be excited about that we want to be, that we want to work toward? Um, and, and what is our purpose in being here? And how do we have clarity around that? And so um, I would just like to hear from the two of you about what your experience have been in being part of those conversations around dreaming about the church. Well, I would start by saying that, you know, we were kind of in a cloudy stage. I'm not sure where we were headed, if we were moving ahead or just trying to build back. And I, and I think it was time that we needed to head a different direction. And so yeah. what I like and what I see with the visioning team is people excited yeah. and they have um, ideas and want to move forward. And so I, I, I like where it's going right now. Yeah, when I, you know, when I've been part of the conversations on the visioning team, I agree with Merle, the excitement has been outstanding. That's been one of the great things to see. Another thing I can appreciate, as Katie said, the group spans a demographic of the church, uh, everywhere everywhere from young people to older individuals and everything in between, even the skies. (laughs) And what I think is really nice is to actually really hear about people's perspectives and passions. You see them in church every Sunday. You say hello. You've known them for a few years. But a lot of times, even though we may know somebody, we don't always know what's in their heart. We don't always know their passion for the church, why they come, what type of purpose they have, or what type of purpose they're trying to find. And that's been a really neat part of the visioning committee is hearing some of the things you, of course, expect to hear, but the better part of it is the stuff you hear that you aren't expecting. Something comes up and it gives you a new thought about your own journey, a new thought into how you're doing things. And that's been a really valuable part of the process for me. So, Yeah, and I think I think that's been 
a part of it that I've really treasured as well is hearing from um, the people around the table on what matters to them, what why they call this church their home, what brought them here, but what keeps them here and what gets them excited. Um, and so we kind of broke our process down a little bit. And the first thing we really tried to tackle was a, a vision, a dream, a target of where are we, where are we trying to go as the church? If, if we could uh, be a part of like the perfect church or um, what would that look like? What would be a church that we would be excited to tell our friends and family about? A church that we were uh, didn't want to miss. Um, and th that conversation, it was a really tough thing to kind of not want to go, but how do we make that happen like right away? Because we are a church of doers. Um, but to really just start to dream about um, what church could be and what our church could be. Um, and so out of that conversation around our vision, what are the things that really stood out to you that you remember or that um, from the vision statement that created that really struck you? Well, I, I would say it's that we want to reach those people that are hurting, that, mm -hmm. that need a church, that need people to love them. And, and then we want to figure out how we can do that. And, um, and we want to involve you know, all ranges of ages in our church. And so that's what I'm thinking is, is you know, the highest priority of, of what we're doing is trying to reach more people. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it also helped us to re-examine how we reach those people. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we figured out, you know, as we had these conversations, we're really strong in the service area about trying to do service projects and things that work toward others. But, you know, are we good at helping find new people that come in, find their spot in the church? You know, and that's a great way to reach other people, too, is, you know, for, for years, the United Methodist Church has been all about inspiring disciples and creating them and getting them out into the world. And doing this stuff out in the world is the stuff everybody sees and I think stuff people like to be a part of. But it's that first part about creating yeah. those people that will go out and do that that's a little trickier. And so that was a really valuable part of the conversation, something that surprised me a little bit is that we really start to think about, you know, what we were doing as far as find, helping people find their purpose so they can serve and help others. And also, how does that serving and helping look now? You know, it's different now than it was five years ago, 10 years ago. And how is that different in today's world? How do we deal with the challenges related to everything? And I kind of got a lot out of that aspect of it, so. Yeah, so part of the vision and part of, I think the vision conversation really struck home with me is that we talked about wanting to be a church of hope, uh, healing, and belonging. And those three things just really stood out to me. And, and I remember coming home that after that conversation, feeling like, yes, that's what I want to be a part of. And that's what I, I think that we, we want we see the need in Yankton and we see the need in our world for a place where people can come and not be told how, how terrible they are, but to be reminded of God's love for them, that they can have hope and they can have um, life and life abundantly. But I think also the healing piece was really 
that one really, I think, uh, sparked something in a lot of people. And that really is coming out of things that are already happening in the church. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about this as a little bit of a new chapter, but really it's an extension of what's already begun in the church. Um, the talk about healing, uh, we hear these conversations in things like our Bibles and Brews uh, group, and there's a lot of healing happening in that group. There's healing happening in our care casserole ministry when people are connecting to each other in their times of need. You know, we have, um, we've, we've been creating a grief follow-up uh, ministry, and so there's healing happening in that, and we see even more needs and things that we could pursue if that is something that we say is a big value for us, and then a place for all to belong. I think, you know, that's ultimately what we want to invite people into, that our church is a place where you can find a home no matter who you are. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, and so the vision statement and the mission statement, they sort of work together. There's a lot of ways in which they're similar. But if you think of the vision as this is the target we're working toward, the mission is how do we get there and what is it that we're going to do? Uh, and so we're going to be learning more about that in January as I'm going to be doing a sermon series based on our new vision and mission um, that, that has come out of this visioning group. Um, and as Chad said, we've talked a little bit about the things that we have strengths in, which especially is mission. Uh, and just last week, you heard from our mission coordinator, Carla, um, and all the things that we're doing. But one of the things that we really want to work on is that discipleship journey, which is really what you were talking about. So inspiring all people to seek God, to grow in their faith, discover their purpose, serve others to make a difference. So... Um, that's really describing the discipleship journey. And, and that's something that we hope to be able to walk alongside everyone in doing. And again, those are things that we are doing. One of the things we started this fall was the soul scan and disciples developing disciples. And Marilyn Elwood has been uh, doing the coordinating for that. And so that's one way that we're offering walking alongside people uh, in, in developing their discipleship. But I'm really excited. And so the final step of this, and, and this is where I kind of want you guys to talk a, a little bit more about it, is we created some goals and some kind of, because this is all fine and dandy, right? To, let's have these conversations, these lofty goals, let's put them on the wall, let's put them on our stationery, but unless we have tangible action that this is what we're going to do because this is what we say we believe, then it just doesn't go anywhere. And that's the last thing. I want to have happen. So one of the final things we did, because again, it's important that we make things actionable, is we created SMART goals. SMART goals, SMART is an acronym, and it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Uh, and so uh, the group began with two SMART goals for 2024 that, that we'll, we're going to uh, be working on and working toward this year as a church. The first is we we care a lot about church missions and we really believe that missions is a place where uh, people meet God in a real way and are changed. And so we really, um, we really wanted to focus on that because one, missions is something we love as a church, but how do we get more people involved and more people to, to experience that transformation. So the first SMART goal we have is to increase the number of people involved in our church's missions beyond our walls 
by 25%, which is a pretty lofty goal. It is. Um, so you guys want to talk a little bit about where that goal came from and some of the ways that we've talked about how we might achieve that goal? I don't remember where it came from, but I remember talking about, you know, when, when you ask people out there, it, it doesn't really work until you ask them personally. And and so people have to be communicating, talking about what we're doing, and then specifically asking people to do it. Be be willing to come and and be a participant in what we're doing. Yeah, and I think some of it came too from you know when we looked at the people in the room, uh, quite a stellar group of people. Mm -hmm. We also kind of started to talk about you know the old adage where you have a lot of organizations where ten percent of the people do ninety percent of the work. And sometimes we tend to wonder sometimes if the churches can be like that. You get the same groups of people over and over doing the same things. It, how can we get a larger percentage of the people we maybe see on church Sunday mornings or watch the service on the live stream? How can we get them to be part of those service activities too? I think that's kind of what stimulated the thought in that and even onto the second goal a bit too, is getting reaching the people that are maybe coming to church or maybe somewhat involved or kind of thinking, but haven't quite got over that, you know, uh, haven't quite got over that hump yet. And so how can we reach them and help them find their purpose and in the same sense, increase our service and reach those people that we're trying to reach right. out there? I mean, I think I think you're right in that it really hits on multiple values that we have as a church. One side is a challenge for us to be inviting. Um, so, you know, if we are involved in one of our missions, if we already do loads of love for those of us who do it to personally invite someone to come along with us would you come with me uh, I am I'm going to be at loads of love this week and, and I would love to have you come and and be my partner in this um, I think that's one challenge and things we can do and the second side of that is if you're invited to do a mission like do it <laughs> um, try it out because you just you don't know until you know and those are Honestly, um, for me and, and in my experience, uh, those are the places that people meet God. Um, and that's that's where hearts are changed. That's where eyes are opened. That's where lives, um, where we really, where our, where our gospel hits the, where the rubber meets the road, if you will. Um, and so one of the things I think that, that we're looking to accomplish that is like they said, is, is that personal invitation and to really also, um, make mission participation a value of the church, that being a part of this church means that we are in mission, um, that, that we don't, we don't, we want everyone to be on the team, right? We don't want, we don't want just Christians that are, that are watching the game, that are on the sidelines. Uh, we want to be a church where everyone's involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. There were also some other things that got thrown around. Well, one place. thing I was going to say with that is that, you know, certain people pick certain missions and that's what they want to do. And so that's what will happen to start with. But we would like to have listeners, the congregation suggest to us what kind of missions they like to do. Yeah. Because not everybody likes the load, loads of love or, yeah. or helping at the banquet. So if there's a mission that somebody wants to do, we need to hear about it and then we'll get more people involved. Yeah. And that's the idea is to try to 
try to tailor our mission experiences and what we do with the church, both inside the walls and out of it, to the people that are part of our church. Right. I, I think a lot of times church has churches have that feel the dreams mentality. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> but that's not how it works. If you ask people, they will come. But they have to have a vested interest in it. It has to be something they feel is important to them. When people have a vested interest, they show up, they, their hearts are in the right place, and then that transformation Katie just referenced starts to come through a little bit better. And I, I think that's an incredibly important aspect is Merle's exactly right. We need the feedback from the congregation. We want people to tell us, what would you like to see? Yes. And there's not a bad idea. Some ideas are easier than others, but we can, we can work with that, you know? <laughs> But one of the things that I hope that you've seen is that that if you see a need and you gather some people together, we're going to try to make it happen. I mean, that's how care casseroles came into being, was someone had saw that need, had that idea, and, and, and then made it happen, gathered people together, gathered resources, and made it happen. And, and we want to be able to say yes and support that. And again, what we're looking to do is is plug in where you have a passion. Um, so it's not going to be uh, this uh, always like this is our mission and this is where you need to plug in and this is how we're going to do it. We really want to hear from you and and tailor it um, to to what you are interested in and how you feel called by God to serve. Um, Carla did mention that one of the things on her docket coming up in 2024 is to do a mission trip. Um, and so I'm excited about how that might come about. Um, and so that'll be another great opportunity this year and another great opportunity um, to uh, work on the SMART goal that we have. And again, it's not just to say that we accomplished a goal. The reason we have that goal is because we believe that it is a powerful way for people to encounter God, which is what we ultimately care about. All right, our other SMART goal uh, is to really look to and focus on one of the areas that that I would say is maybe not our strongest suit, and that is young people. Um, and I'm not talking about children and youth, because if you were at our Christmas program this year, you will see that we have an amazing group of children and youth in this church. Um, but what, what we're really seeing a gap is between uh, high school graduation and about 30 and maybe babies kids <laughs> um and and we really don't have a lot of people in that sort of age group even up to 35 probably um that that have a strong presence in our church and and we know that there's there are people that are out there we know that there are people that are connected um but we really that's one of the areas that we saw if we really want to be a church for all people um how how can we better serve and better um, bring in our young people um, so that they feel like this is a church where they can belong as well. And so what are your thoughts on that SMART goal and how that came about? Well, I'm a little fuzzy on that one. Go ahead, Jan. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that one, when we got thinking about the church, it's uh, it's really easy to focus on the youth, the kiddos. Okay, because that's a target you're always hearing. The youth are our future. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. They've been teaching a long time. I, I will go to bat for the kids every day of the week. But to get the church to grow, not only long term, but in the short term, you need that age group demographic that Katie's referencing. And it's not just our churches. where a lot of churches. That's a tough age group to target. But those are the people that 
will have the energy and some of the passions that they can get started with stuff that'll carry on through the next couple decades. I mean, the kids are great and it's really awesome to focus on them. But once they hit the high school age, go away to college, they go to different. But if you can, if you can target some of those younger folks that are planning on staying in our community and that sort of thing, that helps to build a strong foundation for the church. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that that's a real good aspect of it. And what that does is when you get some of those people involved, they have a different set of ideas. Yeah. It stimulates, uh, you know, things like small groups. We had talked yeah. quite a bit about that and the value of small groups and how we need more of those specifically for that age demographic. And so I think if you can hit that part of it, and get those those people to serve more, get involved more, that sort of thing. You have your different age groups and you have them all working together toward the same common goal. And each of them has a different way and perspective to reach that. You reach more people, you help more people in need, you help more people find their purpose. We accomplish what our vision was to start with yeah. by doing those things. And I think that, again, is thinking outside the box, especially around the challenges of what our young people are facing and, and the world that they are living in. And, and um, you know, one of the things that we hear often is, especially if they have young babies, how difficult it is to kind of get into the rhythm of church attendance or or into the community of the church when when you're still trying to figure out how to be a parent and and, uh, you know, I'm not so far out of that world that that I don't understand that. But again, asking the questions of us as a church of how can we, again, invite, um, reach out and support um, the people that that we really believe this this could be their home, uh, their spiritual home and, and their spiritual family. And so uh, those are the types of things that we're looking at for 2024 and the things that made made the visioning team so excited about the kind of church they want to be a part of where again every person who walks through the door could find a home here to truly belong and truly meet god um that that is ultimately what our purpose is and what we're here for and and for us to kind of get back uh in line with it and excited about it i, I think it's time i think it's time so any other final thoughts that the two of you have as we look to I can't believe, you know, the new year's just right around the corner here, but it is. So Yeah, no, I was on the way in, I was just thinking, we're not doing this to compete with other churches. No. We we want to strengthen our own church, find out what we want to be as a church and then run with it. We yeah. want to be get stronger and stronger with what we're doing. Because what we're doing and what God has called us to do is wonderful. And the more that we are clear about it, the more that we can talk about it. And and I truly believe that there are people right here in Yankton who want a church like this and they don't know that we exist because we are the kind of people that don't toot our horn very well. <laughs> I think like that's just not in us to do, but we have to be able to um, to talk about and invite people in because if this is a blessing for us, it might be a blessing for them. And to piggyback off what Moreau was saying, not only do we not want to compete with other churches, we also don't want anybody thinking we're doing this because we have a lot of things we need to fix, okay, because that's not the case, okay, what we're looking for is how do we get better at what we're already good at, because yeah. there's always, you know, God's word, God's message, what he teaches us, how to be in the world and be with others, there's never enough people 
that could ever hear all that. Right. There's always going to be people that hear that. There's always going to be people in need. We do a wonderful job with so many things. This is just one way for us to do more wonderful things yes. and more jobs. And that's something we really want people to understand. I think sometimes when you have visioning and, and redoing mission statements and stuff, people get the impression something's broken. That's not the case at all. No, I wouldn't say it. I, I, I don't see it as a, it's broken and need, it what? needs fixing. It's more of, um, let's get some clarity around what we mean by this so that we can have as much uh, in our tool belt when we're talking about our church, when we're, you know, is, who are you about? What, are, what does your church, what makes your church any different than any other church? And what is it that, why, why do you exist? And why do you go there? And to be able to have language around that, this is why we exist. This is what we do. This is what we love. Um, I think that's really helpful. The other thing that's coming up that I'm actually really excited about, uh, and you're going to hear more about it next month, but we're going to be offering, um, uh, we're going to be selling some shirts and things like that uh, with our church on it. So that again, to start those conversations, to reach people who don't have a church home, um, but we're going to invite you to be a part of that. So um I just am putting that little plug in here. You're going to hear more about it if you come when you come to church in January. But uh, we are inviting you to plug in to this vision and mission that we have. Um, and I can't wait to see what you all come up with for that. But uh, I, again, just want to thank both of you, one, for your work being on the team and for putting up with me as much as the two of you do. I think um, that goes both ways. <laughs> uh, and also thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you. We appreciate it. If you have more questions, uh, please, you can talk to me at any time or you can uh, track one of these two down. I'm sure that they would be happy to visit with you about their experiences. Also, uh, in the newsletter for January, you're going to hear more about the visioning team and where we're headed, uh, including uh, perspectives from our two youth that were on the team as well. So that's going to be pretty cool, too. So until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship here at the church on Sundays at 10 a.m. You can also find us online via our website at firstumcyankton.org or search for us on YouTube.